This is the Sermon Podcast of Lord of Life Lutheran Church in Columbus, Ohio, where we proclaim God's extravagant grace, radical inclusion, and relentless compassion. Join us for worship Sundays at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., or 11.15 a.m. For more information, please visit our website at www.acceptingall.com. Please be seated, and as our one body youth are coming forward, let me, let me tell you what you're in for, if I can, if it's even possible. Uh, for those who are uh, members at Lord of Life or regular guests, you know that our high school youth group um, went to Jamaica in June. They went to Katadupa, Jamaica. From the very beginning, we knew there was going to be a struggle so that you didn't think they were going to uh, a resort called Katadupa. Uh, that's not what they were doing. They were really going to serve, and they were going to serve in some pretty challenging conditions. Um, and they have uh, upheld themselves and this church and the gospel with, with, real, with real glory. Uh, and so what we wanted to do is give everybody a chance to uh, say a few words, including one stuffed bear, evidently. Uh, and that would be awesome. And, uh, and tell you in their words a little bit about the trip. And what's a little challenging is that we met a little bit yesterday, and then we did this at 8, and we did this at 9. And so in some ways we repeat ourselves, but in another way we just keep processing, we keep learning about, about what's going on. And there were three others who were on the trip, not able to be here, uh, Cindy uh, Mullins has put a poem in your weekly reader that she wrote when she was there. When she spoke to you before the trip, she said she'd do that, and it's really awesome. You want to read that? I think we were going to have a little mixtape a little later. Uh, Cameron Oldix put a little something together, a little Jamaican music. Well, he's not able to be here, but we might be able to hear some of that today. Could be fun. Uh, but each of us has taken a chance to uh, to share what we're going on. We know who led the first two times, and they're not leading this time. Who wants to go first? What? I just point out people. Okay. I'm called out, it looks like. See ya. So. Uh, the idea is to share something with all of you about their trip and about what it meant. <laughs> well, um, I, we didn't point this out in the uh, other two, but I wanted to mention like actually getting to Jamaica, like the travel and trip. Um, for some of us, this was our first plane ride, and I don't know about the others, but I thought it was really cool to um, be above the clouds and stuff and go over. We, I think we actually went over Cuba and stuff, and we kind of flew around the actual island Jamaica. What an experience, and the wires are so pretty. And um, also, car rides. What an experience. <laughs> they don't have speed limit signs, so they take that as go as fast as you can possibly go. So we were in this, like, a... Uh, I don't know, like a, tr- like a van or something. And um, for the most part, in like the mountains, it's just one road. And it's not a great road at all. There's like potholes, and it's really tight. And then like they pretty much drive in the middle of it, so they have to like pull to the side to like let other cars through or other cars pass. And it's like sharp turns, and it's up a mountain, or if you're going down the mountain. And again, trying to go as fast as they possibly can. So we're, like, hanging on for dear life on the side. But, oh, yeah, and they also drive on the opposite side of the road. So that was also another experience, too, we got to see. Really weird. And so when we came back to the States, we're, like, really screwed up in the head. Like, how, like, what's going on? (laughs) Yes, that would be really messed. Wow. So, yeah. So uh, hand hand the microphone to somebody else over there. Lily, so I, I, I know that you guys did not work at the place you slept, necessarily. You, every day you had to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about where you went and tell us how you got there. Um, so we went to the school approximately two or three miles away from the church. 
Um, a group of people, a small group of people sometimes walked because there wouldn't be enough room in the van. Fourteen like, people in one minivan. Just want to make a good picture of that. Yeah. We, we did do that. Yeah. It was storming once, and <laughs> Marva just packed everybody in the truck. Um, so a small group of three or four people would walk to uh, the work site each day and then walk back. Um, so it's uphill, downhill, around the curves. Wow. Just walking. Wow. <laughs> and then um, the driving was, like Christina said, no speed limit, up and down, <laughs> potholes everywhere. Cool. Um, what was the work site? Uh, the work site was um, at the school, and we were building a wall to help uh, prevent... Uh, noise and strangers and goats. So. <laughs> Whenever we say building a wall, I get a little nervous. You were building a. Yeah, it was uh, okay, not good. in yeah. America. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, but making it out of building it out of what? Uh. Um, we built it with rebar, concrete, um, like concrete mixture, sand, and gravel. <laughs> Yeah, um, wow. So first we had to dig the trench. Um, it had to be like 18 inches deep and really long. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, look at Liam right now. I understand that, Liam, you were the one that drove the bulldozer. Not. There, there were also like huge chunks of uh, rock. And I didn't really get to see that. Hi. Hey, guys. Um, well, should I just talk about what my job was? Okay. Yeah. So I was in charge of, well, I kind of took charge of bending the rebar there. So it was a bunch of little pieces of metal, and I just bent it on this little nub thing. And it was really easy work, so I just kind of chilled outside in the sun for like two and a half hours and got a little bit burnt. (laughs) It was all right, though. You're not going to tell them the rest of the story, are you? It's okay. Okay, that's all right. So what do they do with rebar? What do they do with rebar? I was, I was, I was wearing gloves, and it was really sunny outside, and I'm not a very smart teenager, and I didn't put sunscreen on. Put sunscreen on, guys. It's important. And so I got super burnt. Like, did we even take a picture? Because it was bad. But, yeah, I no, so I was bright red on my arms, and my hands were super pale. Definitive. Yeah, it was bad, and so I kind of went by mittens. Okay, it so like he's I wearing gloves. gloves. He got on white the fingers time. that did not get sunburned, and everybody else nicknamed him mittens. So I'm like, I can't hardly get over it. It's like, uh, and you, and yeah, it was good. You handled that with them, so. Uh, yeah, it's all good. So, and when you got back, tell me about the showers and that kind of stuff. All right. Um, well, they called it a natural spring and a waterfall. It was a water pipe. <laughs> kind of isolated in the middle-ish of the jungle. And it, was, it flowed really fast and hard. And so when you went under it, it felt really good, but you kind of feared falling down. The, like, it kind of like went down like a little river kind of thing. Wow. Wow. And so it felt nice. Other groups were there. We all showered together. Woohoo! That was fun. Yep. That was fun. Super fun. Oh, yeah. Am I supposed to include that part? That's not important. Yeah. No. And they all wore their bathing suits, Scott. It was all good. It was all good. 
It's all good. So, uh, hand it back to Katie. Katie, tell me about the kids you guys worked with. What was, it was at a school where you were building a wall, and kids were everywhere. Because every time I saw yeah. a picture, you guys were surrounded by little kids. Yeah, so what was different in Jamaica was the uh, classrooms, they didn't really have, uh, they weren't really closed off and quiet like uh, schools in America where when you're uh, in your classroom, you have to be quiet, listen to the teacher. Kids would just come out of the classroom. They'd be looking at us. They'd talk to us. And we're like, hi. And I was like, hi. Uh, <laughs> and then um, with our downtime, Jade and I, we would draw a little bit or we'd play some card games like Skippo and Uno. And the kids would uh, gather around and watch us play. <laughs> and they try to figure it out. And some kids, like, tried to join in. And... Um, yeah, it was fun. And this one kid showed me his drawings of uh, Dragon Ball Z characters and Sonic characters. And it was really cute. Like, how many kids? Give me a picture. I see pictures of them. It looks like a bunch. Uh, there was at least 100. Wow. Wow. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Let's hand it over to Nathan and find out some stuff from Nathan for a little while. Nathan, thanks for going on this trip. It's, I know there's a lot of challenges to the whole thing. It was uh, warm. Yes, it was warm, does not, I mean, yes, it does cover that. Yes, it was warm. (laughs) But, yeah, warmer than we have it here, right? Yeah, and we're working, we were not used to working in that kind of heat, Thankfully, the woman who was with us working, one of the Jamaican locals, was uh, told us to constantly take breaks because we, I think that if we had worked longer than, many, many of us could not work longer than 20 minutes at a time without having to sit down or stay in the shade. Yeah. So everybody came with different gifts in that, that department, but, uh, but it was warm and hard work. It was bottom line. And I think everybody worked to their, to their limits. Oh, yeah. Impressive. Pretty, Scott, you've been on a bunch of these trips, and you've seen how they've been organized. This one was a little different. You told us that earlier service. Yeah, I think one of the most unique and, and um, different things about this trip is usually when we go on these trips, people from the organization – usually travel to the country or travel to the site. And the the unique part of this one, there was no, and we went through a group called Experience Mission, there were no Experience Mission people from the United States there kind of leading this. This was totally a community and the people within the community that led it. So for us, it was a different experience because we really became part of the community while we were there. It wasn't we were visiting, they just accepted us into their community. And, you know, we worshiped with them, we ate with them, the kids all played cards and shared drawings. And and when the kids were sneaking out of the classroom sometimes and they kept getting in trouble, but they were coming out to try to help us. I mean, I had a young boy that would, every time I wheeled the wheelbarrow full of stone back, he took the empty one back to the pile because he just wanted to help out. So it was a great experience to be just so involved and part of the community. Let's spare Suzanne from this part of the speech. Um, Since chaperones along, and you've been on a number of these things, and you know, parents are always worried about how kids kids handle this. Let me say something about our kids and how they do this. They chaperone us. (laughs) (laughs) You're smiling too much, Harry. (laughs) No, I mean, 
It's, I mean, we've been on, I don't, I don't know how many mission trips, and, and you, know, you hear a lot of stories about some problems that other groups have, and we've never had any. I mean, it's, it's always such a joy and a great experience. I mean, everybody is just so good and hardworking, and, I mean, so... I mean, from my vantage point on the uh, discipline side, I mean, just so easy. I mean, literally, I think they're watching over us more than we have to watch over them. So good, just good, amazing. Good, good to hear both ways uh, that we don't ever have to worry either way. Uh, all, Maddie, you got a microphone anywhere near you? Here we go. Um, so uh, I've been wanting to ask this all along. So you've been on a lot of these trips. And... Uh, what would you tell someone, you know, so I'm thinking about going on a mission trip in another country. What, what, what would you tell them? Why, why should they do it? Oh, um, <laughs> I have so many answers to that question. Um, first, I would tell them, do it. Yeah. Any hesitation that you have, if you have even the smallest little inkling, do it. Yeah. Um, don't hesitate. Because um, typically that little inkling is God having something huge planned for you. Um, Secondly, I would say to those wanting to go, um, I would say that it's an amazing opportunity for you to grow not only in your faith, but for you to grow as a person, a human being, and with the group that you're going with. Um, You form bonds closer than um, a lot of other groups that you can get involved with. Um, You you share something special that you really don't have anywhere else. Um, And third, I would tell them that, especially when you're going out of country, especially in Jamaica, um, I would tell them how when you go there, it really opens your eyes on how blessed you are and um, how much God loves you. Um, and typically, if you go and you're like, I'm going to serve these people, you know, I want to help them as much as I can. But what happens is in almost every, you know, mission trip I've been on is they serve you more than you serve them. Um, they change you more than you change them. and. Yeah. It's always a life-changing experience, so I would tell them, do it, because you'll grow in ways that you never anticipated, and God always has something in store that you can try to, you know, prepare for, but I love you hearing can. that. That's a great testimony. Um, it's one of the reasons that we don't always call it mission trip. We call it the grow trip, because it's the growth that happens to us when we're with other people. Harry, you're, um, you're not the most junior member of the group. Uh, you came with lots of you came with lots of ex- lots of uh, construction experience, lots of trade experience. And this is a whole different ball game when you're doing something like this. Uh, yes, he, what he was it like ma- for you? He has made sure he let everybody know I was the oldest member of the trip each each time. So. <laughs> but, we uh, need people like yeah. you, Harry. But it, it was uh, very rewarding, uh, very fulfilling. Uh, the people there were just amazing. Uh, they were willing to help out with anything. They were just as, as nice as can be. Uh, I mean, you could walk down the... We're in the mountains on, on a mountain one-lane roads, and, and you can walk down the roads, you don't have to worry about anything. It was just... Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it was amazing. Uh, and But my, my biggest thing from this whole trip was the fact that you know, here in our day-to-day lives, we're constantly, oh, we got to be here, we got to be there. we, we got all these schedules and all these places. There, we were completely disconnected. There was no Wi-Fi, there was nothing. You went, did your work, you went back, you ate, you worshipped, you hung out, you know, in our free time. You, you just... Had a great time. Relax. I mean, yeah. it was just so refreshing to be able to completely disconnect from the world that we're used to, it, it just... 
I'm, I'm going to put you on a spot where you didn't talk about the other service, but uh, there's a lot of mosquitoes there. You might not know that. And uh, a group of 14 came back, and Harry and his other daughter um, got bit by mosquitoes. Everybody did, but got dengue fever. Which meant he spent uh, a good 72 hours with some crushing headaches. And, uh, and then you're sitting here smiling and say, this was a great experience. <laughs> Well, that's not exactly what I wanted to bring back with me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but no regrets but, even. No, no regrets at all. That's it amazing. Was, right. It was an amazing experience. Well, hand, hand your microphone over to your, your, other, your other daughter here. So worship, I know you guys worshiped at a whole different kind of church experience than this. Yeah. Um, so the place we stayed was actually like half school, half church. So we slept right above the sanctuary. So we had two services. We had our regular Sunday morning service, and then on Father's Day, which I think was Wednesday, we had a service. Okay. It was like testimonies and things so people could get up and they could talk about how the trip was affecting them and things like that, yeah. and it was really cool. Yeah. And you guys told me yesterday that how many people just asked for people to pray for them, told people, what, this was going on in my life, pray for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty different than us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the music, was it great? Was it loud? Was it fast? Was it slow? Okay. So the worship music, definitely, they didn't have like a sound system like we have. They did have some speakers set up and they had microphones, but that's all they had. So when they sang, it was at full volume and it was, it was loud. And, um, but it was really cool because it's like, they're just they're pouring their hearts into their music and they're being loud and they're worshiping God and they're praising and it was it was just a beautiful thing to see that That's to cool. see that cool. they don't have much but they make do with what they've got. Cool. Liam, I, I, the other thing I heard was that there, there are other groups there um, and one really much bigger. Uh, where are they from? They're from North Carolina, North right Carolina. outside of Raleigh. Uh-huh. There was a Michigan right one and a North Carolina uh, And a big group. And then uh, and they stayed for another day and hung out at the beach and did some stuff like yeah. that. They got to go to the beach. Yeah. I had to go to an airplane and get stuck in an airport, so that's cool. Wow. Yeah, so how did you explain to them that, that you're all going to the beach, but we're going back home? Um, I don't know. It was all right. I liked going home, but I would have liked to go to the beach. It's always good to go home. So, I was good to go home. Suzanne, you are the last person to join this group. We said, hey, we need yet another chaperone. The group kept getting bigger, and, uh, and you won the lottery um, for a full resort week and spa uh, of your choice in Jamaica. Uh, what, what's your learning from this as you come back? What do you, what do you take away? I'm still um, really affected. I met with Pastor Jim this week. I'm still uh, struggling Honestly, it's really perfect that we're dealing with this topic of more than enough. Uh, when you're coming from a place that has infinitely less than you uh, and yet gives infinitely um, from a place where God is in every conversation um, and you feel constantly surrounded by God from a place where there are no mirrors. And you don't realize that till you come back and see just how many things are pointing at you. Um, and so, uh, kind of building on Maddie, it's just something that forever changes you and how you see things um, and how you prioritize 
Thanks. So um, it's a blessing, but it's still something that I'm just processing. Processing <laughs> is a good word. We're also very proud of you, you all. Um, and part of our prayer is that this is the kind of experience that you never forget. Um, and someday you'll get a chance to maybe lead another group like this, like your leaders have led you. Uh, it's a really powerful experience to help other people grow and to serve God in different places. So um, really thankful for you all. Uh, thanks for sharing with us, trying to give us something about what happened on your trip. We're really proud of you all. And thank you to everybody um, for sending us, for being, for having that faith and that generosity. And we, I did share, somebody asked why aren't you guys going to the beach? It was a big deal, and they were very impressed that our church sent us. That's that's why we. It's a valuable thing, um, and we're honoring their their gift to us. So thank you to everybody. Thank you all.